Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. All right, guys, it's Oscars weekend. <laughs> I hate myself for that. I'm really sorry. I promise to never sing on this podcast again. Um, Yes, it's Oscars weekend. So the Oscars are airing this Sunday night. And believe me, I know that a lot of you do not care. I am well aware of that. Now, why I care. Okay, so obviously last year, you know, the Oscars made headlines for all the wrong reasons. So most of you know, Will Smith went on stage and slapped Chris Rock in the face for making a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. And then Will Smith went on to win Best Actor um, for King Richard. And it was very dramatic and very silly. And people are still talking about it a year later. And in my opinion, Will Smith just... uh pfft, I really, I lost a lot of respect for him in in this sense of like, yo, man, take a joke. Like, I get it. We all have our bad days where we can't take a joke. But to go on stage and slap a comedian is just so ridiculous. And then literally nothing happened to him. He went on and he won. And um, everybody, you know, forgot about it. And it just became the, the butt of a joke. So... Yeah, I have a feeling that this year's host, um, Jimmy Kimmel, is going to make some really dumb jokes about that, really overstated jokes we've all heard before. And I'm not looking forward to that. I'll be honest, I'm not. But what I am looking forward to is hopefully my favorite, favorite people, Brendan Fraser and Kihi Kwan. They're both nominated this year. I really want them to win. They are the 90s darlings making their comeback. Now, Kihi Kwan is best known for his role um, in Indiana Jones. He played short rounds. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is also nominated for Best Picture. And Brendan Fraser is nominated for Best Actor for The Whale, which is also nominated for Best Picture as well. So I uh, I'm really, really rooting for both of those actors. Now, let me let me be totally honest. I didn't love Everything Everywhere All at Once, the film itself. It definitely is a, a niche film that um, I don't know. It takes it, it takes a, a type of person I think to really enjoy it, and I'm just not that type of person. My husband loved it. A lot of people I know really loved it, but I did love Kihi Kwan's performance. He is the most endearing actor um, around. I'm just, I'm so thrilled for him and just the reception around him, you know, coming back on onto the scene after taking a 20-year break. And for those of you that don't know, um, I did an interview with him on this podcast I think it was April of 2022, so you can go back and hear his story. But something that we didn't touch upon is that he spent the last 20 years basically being a stunt coordinator and a fight choreographer. So the scene in Everywhere, every Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, sorry, where he's like fighting the, the security guard with his fanny pack, he choreographed that. So 
Um, yeah, just just a little tidbit. And then let's go to the whale. So Brennan Fraser, oh my goodness. I mean, what a role. Like Darren Aronofsky directed this movie and I love him and I love A24. And, you know, it takes place in one room and it's just so crazy how that did not even bother me. It wasn't like it was this big action-packed movie, but it really held my attention the entire time. And something about... Brendan Fraser and his eyes, the way he just, you know, his acting through his eyes was just so incredible because, you know, he's huge. He plays a guy that's like 650 pounds um, and, and, you know, he can't really move a lot. So his his movements are very minimal, but his facial expressions are just freaking spot on. I, um, it was just, I cried so hard at this movie. It's, oh, it's based on a play. Uh, if you didn't know. And yeah, it's just, it's just fantastic. And I mean, there is not a better actor, I'm convinced, than Brendan Fraser. Like, where have you been? <laughs> I think there's a lot of CGI in this, by the way, with his, um, his body, just because it's so large. But if you watched it, let me know what you think. Um, another movie that everybody seems to be talking about is, um, in, in the best picture uh, category is All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm going to go out there and say that I did not like that movie. Um, it's it's based on World War One, and I really enjoyed 1917 a few years ago when that came out. And this movie, I I don't think that there was a plot. To me, it was like there. Okay, it's just brutal, brutal war scenes, which is fine. But like the fact that it was also nominated, I think for best adapted screenplay, I'm like I don't really feel like there's a story here. It's like literally two and a half hours of um, young 18-year-old boys just getting their faces blown off in the war. So I didn't really, I wasn't really here for that. Let's let's be honest. Uh, Avatar, not here for that. Elvis, loved it. You know, that goes without saying. Uh, Top Gun, fine. A little long. I don't think it's Oscar worthy, but maybe you do. Women Talking, ah, uh, that's a good one. It's a little bit slower, but I did enjoy that. Very sad. I actually interviewed um, Rooney Mara and Claire Foy, who star in that movie at the New York Film Festival this year. But lucky me, my microphone um, was having some malfunctions. So the interview is basically worthless. I was trying to figure out if I could take some of the, the sound from that and post it because it's kind of interesting what Claire Foy has to say about her character. Um, and Rooney Mara, she just, man, she's tough on the red carpet. She does not smile. The only time Rooney Mara smiled, actually, is when I made an ass out of myself and I asked Claire Foy a dumb question. She really seemed to enjoy that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Let's um let's talk really quickly about my guest for today, Michael Gelman. He is a Golden Globe winning or sorry, Emmy Award winning um executive producer on Live with formerly Kelly and Ryan, now Kelly and Mark. And um, he's just a, an all-around super intelligent guy, been in the business forever, and live with with Kelly and Ryan and now Kelly and Mark has done an after show. Uh, for the last X many years that airs on Monday morning. They film it right after the award show, I think, when, whenever it ends. And um, it's just, it's a huge production. You know, they get to interview some of the winners, some of the nominees, and it's just, you know, it's just fantastic. And a lot of people look forward to it the next day because, you know, they they spend their mornings with with Kelly and Mark, and now they get like a special a special edition, a special occasion. So um, I'm talking with Michael about that, about his favorite 
favorite picks. And yeah, so I'm glad that, you know, this episode could be a little bit lighter. I know that I've had some heavy stuff going on with the investigative journalism um, and whatnot. But yeah, hopefully this is a nice break. And I wanted to um, throw out there the best. I know we didn't talk. We talked about best lead actor briefly um, because I want Brennan Fraser. And let me just let me just switch quickly switch to um just giving you those nominees for best actor and best actress but austin butler for elvis colin farrell for the banshees of Sharon, which i'm going to watch tonight i haven't seen yet uh brennan fraser and the whale paul mescal after sun never saw that and bill nye living didn't see that so um right now i'm rooting for brennan fraser even though i haven't seen two of the movies um that i just listed but or three of them actually. I'm I'm gonna watch the Banshees. But I just I have a feeling that nobody can beat Brendan Fraser. So I'll let you know by next week if I'm right. Um, but best lead actress: Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna De Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough to Leslie, Michelle Williams the Fablemans, Michelle Yao Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think it's gonna go to Michelle Yao. Um, she just won the Golden Globe. She won a oh, I'm recording in my um in my office and a guy is washing the windows of my building and it just freaked me out because his feet are literally on my windows and I live I'm on the second floor right now. Dude, so weird. Anyway, um, I think it's gonna go to Michelle Yao. She seems to be the favorite, but Ana de Armas, I thought she did a great job in blonde, except for the fact that she switched back and forth on her accents. Um yeah, I don't know what you guys thought about that, but I also like the movie Blonde. Anyway, um, let's get to Michael Gelman. Uh, so I'll play our interview. I hope you enjoy it. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Um, and then I'll close this Hi, out. Hi, Michael. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm caffeinated and ready to go. <laughs> You're in L.A., so it's very early, yes. I take it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Good yes. for you. I am also caffeinated, but, you know, I'm in New York City, so it's about 1045 here. So um, <laughs> I've had a little bit more time to wake up, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So I, for one, I'm very excited about the Oscars this weekend. And last year, you know, I really was disappointed because I felt like it was overshadowed by Will Smith's stupid slap. And I found myself wondering, was it set up? Was it real? Was it fake? Was it, you know, all of these things going through my head. And um, I take it you were there last year, right? Well, we were doing, we still were doing a split show. So I had my team in uh, L.A. at the time, but I was actually in New York at the time where we were, you know, talking by, you know, satellite or fiber line. Mm. And so, yeah, before I saw because of the seven second delay, I was I I heard what was going on through our own microphones, you know, that did not have the delay because we they were hearing it live. Oh, my God. It was an interesting moment. But, you know, it's unfortunate when certain things that are, are you know, not positive, overshadow such a, a positive event. But mm. there, you know, that wasn't the first kind of talkable moment from the Oscars. I remember being backstage when, you know, they announced, uh, you know, the wrong winner. <gasps> and, Warren uh, Beatty you know, and Faye Dunaway. We, Those, oh, that killed me. But yes, you were there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, we, we, yeah, we, we, we've talked to the hosts just as they come off the stage when some of these things have, have gone on, which has been kind of exciting that we're just in the middle of the mix and, hmm. uh, you yeah. know, we're, we're, as it's happening and, and, uh, we can talk about it the next morning, which is, uh, kind of exciting. And, you know, from a broadcasting point of view is always, you know, is always fun for us to be able to react <sighs> to what, whatever's going on. Yes. A hundred, I was going to say, I mean, as a producer, you know, that's like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's like TV gold for you. You're probably like, yes, yes, yes. Let's get that. Let's talk about that. So that's crazy. So it's actually, I, I believe this is Jimmy Kimmel's first time back hosting the Oscars since 2017 when Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway announced that La La Land was the winner over Moonlight. Is, is that correct? Uh, I believe it is his first one, and we're actually going to have an exclusive interview with him, uh, the first interview, right as he comes off the uh, the stage. Uh, we're going to talk to Jimmy, who, you know, is a close friend of the show and of mm. Kelly's, and so that, that'll be fun to talk to him, and he always kills it. I mean, I love his comedy, and he's, he's so lovable, and, you know, he just puts a, a fun spin on things that has a little bit of an edge, but, but is really, uh, you know, Yes. Really. So can't wait to see him do his thing. Yes. And something I'm going to say about the live show that you guys put on, um, you know, and I, I mentioned this, you know, and, and, <laughs> and my other part of the podcast, but you know, you guys are, are filming this, you know, the night of after the show, it airs the next morning, um, you know, during the, the time of live with Kelly and Mark and something I love about this, that a lot of people complain about in, in watching the Oscars or, or why they don't watch it is because a lot of these celebrities make it political and nobody wants to hear about that anymore. And something that you guys do very well well is you don't make it political. You don't want anything to do with politics. And I love that. And I think that's very important. Yeah. I mean, we try to keep it light, keep it entertaining. Um, and, and that's been our concept literally for, uh, you know, over 35 years. Um, but no, we're, we're actually doing the show live from the Dolby theater, the morning of the Oscars. So, Oh my gosh. did not realize that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all right. 
backstage part, that's taped the night before when they, well, as they're walking off. The oh, okay. Presley, you know, the, the day before on the red carpet. But we edit through the night and we put it all together and we fill that theater with 2,000 people, you know. Uh, wow. Just after the Oscars get off the stage, you know, they, they yeah. end, we start preparing. And, uh, and it turns out to be, you know, a very exciting event. You know what? I feel like the biggest idiot right now. I mean, the show is called Live. Why would I not have realized yeah, that? <laughs> the yeah, and oh yeah, and then we've got Jason Mraz, you know, debuting his broadcast debut of this new song with, you know, dancers and roller skaters and pyro and ah. so it's going to be an exciting uh, you know, exciting morning for all of us. Yes, and and it's the first time that um Mark is is going to be involved, right? Mark Consuelos. Well, Mark is. We're still we're still with Ryan. This is going to be Ryan's last big show. Mark oh, okay. is coming on. You know, in a bit in early spring, we're going to do a big goodbye to Ryan and a big hello, welcome to Mark. And uh, yeah, but Mark will be out here. We're going to see him, and uh, you know, we'll have to see if he shows up uh, to say hello early that morning. It, it's an <laughs> it's an early one, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Up. No, I love him. Um, I feel like he would, he just seems like that type of guy that would go and support his wife and you know what I mean? And, and just, you know, make himself be seen yeah. and, and supportive. Um, but I want to just quickly ask you, what is your pick for best picture this year? You know, <laughs> they're really good ones. And, uh, what I love about this year are that some really big movies that a lot of people have seen are in the category because mm. as much as I love a lot of these small, smaller movies and some of them have really crazy good performances. Um, I love the idea that people are getting to get behind, you know, whether it be a top gun or an avatar, you know, to, to win, you know, the big awards. So I don't, I really, I don't want to make a prediction because we're dealing with all of these. Uh, okay. But there, there are a lot of good, there are a lot of good candidates, and uh, I mean, this is a year that it's going to be a win-win. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the mm. movies were great, performances were great. I'm very happy about this year's uh, Oscar contenders. I think well, it's it's really been a great movie year. Yeah. I agree with you on that. That's why I'm actually energized this year, Michael. I'm like, you know, I like all the movies, I or most of them, um, but I feel strongly about a couple of the movies as well. And it's been a while for me since I've actually felt like I have this emotion behind it. You know, like I just remember when Nomadland won, I was like, oh, I'm like, come on. I mean, this is crazy. But this year, I'll just tell you, I am really rooting for Brendan Fraser and The Whale. I'm so, so all about that. Yeah, Brendan gave an incredible performance, um, mm. you know, and uh, and the movie was great. As was was Tar, you know, uh, yeah. you know that was another like really, you know, actor based performance that uh, you know went the mile. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, and uh, I, I think you know based on the other awards and what people are saying, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Brendan has a good shot. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. I, I mentioned this um, earlier, but, you know, Kihi Kwan, Brendan Fraser, they're like the darlings of the 90s. And it just makes me so happy to see them back and doing what they love. And it, it really makes you 
realize, right, that this business is cutthroat, Michael. This had nothing, you know, the fact that they took a little break had nothing to do with their talent because as we can all see, they are extremely talented, right? Their talent didn't go anywhere. It's just the oh, nature yeah. of the business. Yeah, and listen, it's 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 so ethereal of, you know, what project you take, how that's promoted, how it's directed. Mm. I mean, so it doesn't, uh, just because you don't have a hit movie every year doesn't mean that your talent went away. I agree. Mm. But it, it also shows kind of the longevity that people have. I know having produced this show for, you know, almost 40 years, there's so many actors who, like, we had on as child stars. And, you know, maybe they come on once or twice a year to do, mm. to, you know, talk about their movies or TV shows. And now, you know, they're adults. They have kids. They're still coming on the show and they're still working. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy to see how long these careers go. And, you know, the talented, uh, you know, the cream really rise to the top. That's really interesting what you said, how you've had these people on the show. You've been on the show working on, you know, the show for 40 years, you said. And and it's so cool that you've gotten to see these people just sort of grow as actors, as people, and just and and witness this. It's so special. Sure. And and again, a lot of those people you have on as kid stars, you know, they mm -hmm. fade into, you know, uh, oblivion <laughs> in terms of the public eye. But uh, but some of them don't, and some of them really, you know, come back, and sometimes they take a break, uh, and and other ones just keep working and working, and so uh, it, right. it's great to see those people, and and that adds to, you know, on our show, it's kind of like a family between, you know, the hosts and the staff, and we've all been together so long, and then to see these guests come on through, it's always like old home week when. You know, you, you feel like you have this relationship with people, even though you've only seen them a couple of times a year, but it's been for yeah. 20 or 30 years. Yeah. You know, so yeah. when Daniel Radcliffe comes on, you know, who is Harry, you know, is Harry Potter. Now he's a, you know, grown man and, uh, <laughs> and he's still a great guy and a talented actor. Yeah. It's funny. My, my seven-year-old is watching it and she's getting very confused at why he looks so different throughout the movies. I'm like, Oh, honey, honey, honey. Um, but no, <laughs> Michael, tell everyone, um, the exact details about the live show, what time, um, you know, how they can watch it, just plug it away. Well, you know, nationally, you know, you have to check your local listings. We're generally on at 9 a.m. in, in most places. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be live Oscar uh, Monday, the, the, the morning after, you know, with Jason Mraz. And we're going to have an exclusive interview with Jimmy Kimmel as he walks off the stage. We're going to be the first ones to talk to him. A lot of these celebs, you know, we've got Elaine Welteroff and uh, Carson Kresley on the red carpet you know, this great big performance and, you know, Kelly and Ryan in front of 2000, you know, excited people. It's going to be a fun show and we're really uh, excited to be back, you know, in Hollywood for the, the big show. Well, I'm very excited. You are getting me so pumped up. Um, I can't wait to see it. Thank you for your energy, your positivity. And I am so jealous. I wish I was you for the Sunday, <laughs> even though you have a lot of work <laughs> ahead of you, it's going to be great. Thank you so right. much. Talking to you. Bye. Okay, guys, that was Michael Gelman. I hope everyone enjoyed that interview, and I hope everyone um, enjoys the Oscars on Sunday night if you watch. I think it's going to be interesting. Jimmy Kimmel, don't let me down as a host. Please be funny. I know he's like hit or miss for me sometimes. Um, anyway, if you like this podcast, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe wherever you listen. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.